Happy Sunday. My, welcome to MQRE Sunday. This is episode one. My name is Stephen Antonio. I'm the director of family engagement. And to my left is... I'm Margo Morin. I'm your pastoral associate here at MQOA in Salem. And I'm Father Bob Murray. I'm the pastor here at Mary Queen of Apostles in Salem. Good to be here. Excellent. And welcome to our first episode of MQA Sunday. It is a, our new online experience where we will be diving into the gospel reading each Sunday. And it's based on our beta program, which Margot has created and, and formed. So do you mind telling a little bit about that? I would love to tell you about beta. Beta is our small group process, which is open to anyone, whether you're here in Salem or out in the world somewhere. If you have a little curiosity about the Gospels, uh, if you have one friend or 12 friends, you can gather them together, find the lesson plan on our website, and um, follow along. Just have conversation around that. Beta's really fun. It's just a conversation that uses the Sunday Gospel as sort of the scaffolding for that together time. And you don't have to be an expert in Scripture. Uh, you just need to be kind of curious and have a little time on your hands uh, to to dig in and you never know what you're going to find. It's really interesting. Yeah, it's been fun. We've been practicing for about a month now of how to get all our cameras and lights and everything together <laughs> and working out perfectly for our first episode. And uh, so it's been really fun to kind of dive into that a little bit more. And MQRO Sunday, who is it for? Where are we? Where is Where are we in that sense too? So we're recording on a Tuesday afternoon during the hottest week hot. of the world. It's so hot. And so please excuse our wiping of our brow. Uh, by Sunday, when this is actually mm -hmm. broadcast, we pray it is cooler. Do you know? Do you have any can insights? You, can you do anything FM? about that? I saved myself a thunder lightning on the golf course. So. <laughs> okay. He saves his prayers for emergencies. <laughs> I like that. And yeah. we knew uh, this was coming. Yeah, I suppose. I suppose. And uh, so this is really for those who are, are curious about faith, maybe it's just spiritually open, and we really just want to kind of give a flavor of what MQA is out there on the interwebs. So join us. So technical, interwebs. Interwebs, the yeah. World Wide Web. Um, this will be on our website. It'll be on our, our YouTube page, and be um, and so you can find us there every week around 10 o'clock on Sundays. Yeah, we'll be there to take your comments, to answer questions if you have them, or just to kind of be uh, welcoming to you. So jump in, be there with us. Tell us who we're going to be asking you throughout the time today to weigh in, give us your opinions and thoughts or questions, and we will connect with you right in our chat box. Yeah, so even though we're previously recording this, we will be online um, on Sunday to do those Our personal comments. bots. Yes. We'll be there. <laughs> Still having, do you have a bot yet? Um, I'm on my way to getting one. Okay. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, there is an explanation <laughs> to um, our pastor, Father Murray. Um, we also refer him to FM. So if you have any, right. if FM is not a radio station for those uh, younger <laughs> there, it is our leader and shepherd. Um, yeah, Margo FM and I don't have any nicknames no, that we could don't. say. In public. <laughs> okay, so, so let's, begin. let's begin. First thing we always do for a beta is open, do a little icebreaker question, get things flowing to like say, break the ice, if you will. And there are two always. The first one this week uh, is tell us about your hometown. Where, where, where's your hometown? And who your favorite cousin is. Ooh. Okay. 
You got, do you, you have a hometown? I do have a hometown. What is it? <laughs> Would you like to tell the crowd? My hometown is Lowell, Massachusetts. And I'm Father Bob Murray. It's my name. All right. My hometown is Lowell. It's a old factory town on the side of the Merrimack River in the north, uh, cent- north eastern part of the state. And it is uh, close to Lawrence, which is another big mill town. Yeah, Lawrence, yep. And um, <laughs> Who's your favorite cousin? My favorite cousin is uh, my cousin Jennifer Lyons. Okay. So, ooh, first and last name. Wow. Oops. I hope you're listening, Jennifer, because you just got a shout out. Um, she's married now, so that's not her. Oh, oh so oh. she'll never know. Okay. This one. If you know Jennifer. Witness protection. My, uh, I'm, fr- I'm Stephen. Uh, I'm from Medford, Massachusetts, greatest town in the world. And um, okay. my favorite cousin is my cousin Maria. Um, she was my confirmation sponsor, too. So, oh, that's nice. Um, love her, and she is definitely my favorite. Uh, is, I, is she watching? Do you think she best <laughs> tag her in this? Um, uh, again, Margo Morin, your pastoral associate. My hometown is Topsom, Maine. I'm a Maine mm. girl. It's a, I always tell people it's just north of Freeport because that's where people know about in Maine. And uh, I don't, I'm not really close to my cousins really very much. There's, I have a cousin who's physically close. She's right up in Topsfield. She's pretty cool. Carol. Um, so I guess I'd say that okay. it's my own question and I should really have answers sort of preloaded for this and I'm going to work on that. <laughs> oh, I mean, there's no way any of my cousins are watching. So that's, I'm safe. They won't, they won't, don't have a reason now. Right. Sorry, cuz. Okay. Now that we've gotten the ice broken, which is so ironic on a 103 degree day, here's how beta works. We're going to, one of us is going to read the gospel once. We're going to take just a, a minute or so, maybe less than a minute, to just think about it. Soak in the gospel message. Um, you may ask God to give you a word, a phrase, an image, something to kind of stand out to you in your time. And then we're going to hear it again in a different voice, which sometimes makes it sound completely different. And then we're just going to have some conversation about it. Okay. Yeah. Does any uh, do, does anybody want to? We have a ringer. Does anybody want to read the gospel <laughs> one time or so? I'd be happy to do. Oh, that. thanks, thanks. And I'll read it the second time. So that's okay. All right. Well, a reading from the Gospel of Mark. He departed from there and came to his native place, accompanied by his disciples. When the Sabbath came, he began to teach in the synagogue, and many who heard from him were astonished. They said. Where did this man get all this? What kind of wisdom has been given him? What mighty deeds are wrought by his hands? Is he not the carpenter, the son of Mary, and the brother of James and Joseph and Judas and Simon? And are not his sisters here with us? And they took offense at him. Jesus said to them, A prophet is not without honor except in his native place and among his own kin and in his own house. So he was not able to perform mighty deeds mighty deeds there, apart from curing a few sick people by laying his hands on them. He was amazed at their lack of faith. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Lord Jesus Christ. Christ. Take a minute now just to kind of soak that in. Think about what you heard. And we'll hear again a reading from the Gospel of Mark. He departed from there and came to his native place, accompanied by his disciples. 
When the Sabbath came, he began to teach in the synagogue, and many who heard him were astonished. They said, Where did this man get all this? What kind of wisdom has been given him? What mighty deeds are wrought by his hands? Is he not the carpenter, the son of Mary, the brother of James and Joseph and Judas and Simon? And are not his sisters here with us? And they took offense at him. Jesus said to them, A prophet is not without honor except in his native place and among his own kin and in his own house. So he was not able to perform any mighty deeds there, apart from curing a few sick people by laying his hands on them. He was amazed at their lack of faith. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Oh, this is a good one. I, I'm excited about this conversation. Oh, this will be controversial, mm -hmm. right? What uh, what sticks out to you in today's reading? And readers, readers, listeners, viewers, we would love to hear from you. What pokes out at you from today's gospel? What caught your attention? Tugged at your your ear or your heart? Let us know. What do you think? Anything? For me, it's uh, the who is this guy kind mm. of thing. I think that personally that kind of reflects on my life too. You can like, relate. I can relate. Yes. Um, yeah. Like questioning his ability to, to do good. Mm -hmm. his, so it's not a phrase or a sentence, uh, but definitely like the feel. Oh, oh, I love that. Yeah. I can relate to this too. I, I um, grew up in a Catholic family and went on to be the, the minister. I'm the one in the family that's a minister. Um, so I've, you know, studied theology and work in a church. You know, I'm kind of a, I'm a professional Catholic. But in my family, I've never been asked to be a godmother. <laughs> it's like, mm. oh, okay. No, that's cool. That's cool. I understand. <laughs> but I get, that's what makes me think of um, this gospel makes me think of that. I'm not bitter, <laughs> brothers and sisters. Or everyone, let's keep going. What about you? Can you? Is there anything here that you can? Well, I think what sticks out to me all the time. I think my whole life what stuck out to me actually, um, even before I became a, a priest or professional Catholic. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I um, I've always thought about that uh, that that Jesus is a family man. <laughs> that oh. He's brothers and sisters, and uh, the idea, the notion is different in the time of Jesus than it is in our own time. But I, that, that has always struck me is that he grew up in a, in a neighborhood. Right. Right. He has a family of origin. Right. Right. Yeah. A human family right. of origin. Correct. Yeah. What about, should we just uh, address the elephant in the room? The idea that Jesus had brothers and sisters. Correct. Right. Um, so there's a, a couple of views about that. But one that uh, probably, probably the most radical view that Mary um, was a virgin when she had Jesus, but then had other children. And uh, wasn't <laughs> eventually. Eventually, right. Um, but then there's the other. The other way is I think more commonly understood, and I think the church accepts it is that um, that the notion of brother and sister is um, certainly in the house of David is a, a more of a clan idea. So mm -hmm. everybody are brothers and sisters in this village because they're basically all of the house of David. Sure. And so that's uh, the other. Yeah, yeah I think there, there there's a, a, always as always a million guesses, right? Because right. we don't know. The church definitely does teach, teach that Jesus was an only child. Mm -hmm. Only childism, mm -hmm. I think, is the name of that. 
just kidding. But um, there are other kind of Christian biblical scholars or different denominations who leave space for the possibility that Jesus um, may have had half brothers and sisters. Maybe Joseph went on to marry someone else or had someone, had children from a previous marriage. Um, There's there's maybe a cousin, maybe these are cousins and Mm -hmm. right. And that because they're all kind of the community together, they address, they talk about each other as brother and sister. Um, It does say in Matthew, a little bit in Matthew, they talk about that James and Joseph were sons of a different Mary. So that tries to explain that, you know, these are some other Marys. (laughs) It was another Mary whose sons they're being called there. But I, I always wonder when I hear this reading, like, does it matter that Jesus was an only child? Does it matter to you if Jesus had siblings? No, it doesn't to me. Okay. All right. That's... Thank you. Very nice. <laughs> <laughs> no, it doesn't. It doesn't. Um, I think, well, if you, if you, I mean, I grew up in an Italian first generation family where like we're all together all the time. So our cousins can feel more like sisters or brothers and all that. So I, I think it's great that even if they were cousins or brothers or sisters, I think it's very part of a human story. So I think that's okay. It doesn't change right. anything to me. It just sort of fills out that humanity side for yeah. you. Yeah, it does. And it also like, he probably knows how to wrestle. Or <laughs> hold his own and, and can relate to other people. <laughs> yeah. So that's, yeah, that's, that's good too. Yeah. Does it, uh, viewer, we'd love to know, does it matter to you if Jesus is an only child or if Jesus has brothers and sisters? How does it, like, does, if Jesus had brothers and sisters, would it change the story for you, Jesus' story? It would not. I think ultimately he's the son of God conceived by God mm. through Mary and that uh, his life, death, and resurrection. Uh, still know, whether, counts, right? Yeah, still counts. Yeah. Whether, whether he had... Whether he was an only child, as we believe, or whether he was somehow, we discover later on that there's more to that story. It really doesn't take away from the fact that he died for our sins. And so, yeah. And that's, that's the bottom line, I guess. Right. Yeah. Uh, so scripture doesn't specifically say Jesus is an only son. And you could read this as sort of contrary information from scripture, but it is not definitive actually in scripture. But fortunately, we have the church's teaching. Right who kind of did all this heavy thinking for us. And we can trust that, that that there's a point that it is important in some realm that Jesus is an only child. Can you guess why it would be important or no, why it would be important to the church to emphasize his only childness? Because the, you know, the uniqueness of his work. Yeah. You know, and, and that it was... Uh, you know, our kind of belief that God is restarting creation. Mm-hmm. And so uh, much like the equivalent of the one man, you know, the one man, Adam. Adam. So, oh, know. that's so cool. And I think the whole like Mary being the virgin thing is important. It's big. It's big. But it was it a pope that came that kind of definitively? Def- yes, put mm-hmm. that down. In a, so there's that. I think that, I mean, a lot of people have a devotion to Mary with the rosary and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, asking her to pray asking her to pray to God for us as an intercession. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that that could be important too. And just, sure. but yeah, I think personally doesn't, doesn't matter, matter to me. No, I think cool it, it doesn't take away 
that he was God, that he was the son of man, or that he was chosen, or Mary was chosen, and um, or Immaculate Conception for Mary. Yep. Right? Yep. <laughs> I always get those wrong. <laughs> yep. Um, yeah, it doesn't it doesn't take away from me. I think that's it's I think it's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. All right. <laughs> I love uh I love the idea that when he goes home, we kind of talked about this as far as personally relating to this. Going home, um he's limited in mm. what he can do. Mirac like miracles wise, right? What do you what do you think about that? Why would that be? Can you say that again? Like he's Jesus, right? Yes. He has the power to heal. He can mm -hmm. do okay. miracles. He's already done a bunch by this time. Okay. What is it about his families or friends' lack of faith that makes him it says he was unable to do any mighty deeds? Although I might quibble, like I would say curing some curing a few sick is pro that's a big deal, right? Yeah. But apparently not as big as uh, the author of Mark thinks. But like what I just saw you gasp. What why can't he do big things if his family is Yeah. So I recently realized that the miracles can happen because not of the power of Jesus, but because of the faith of the people. Mm -hmm. So if there's no faith of the people, it just doesn't work, okay. you know, or and it doesn't take away that Jesus doesn't have the power, but like, like it's, it's, it's the personal faith, the trust, that leap of faith that mm -hmm. miracles can happen or are allowed to happen. Okay. In that thing. All right. So, so God, I can he doesn't just go that. around like with a magic wand. Yeah. <laughs> right like just healing people down the street right. it's That'd be a wonderful it's an engagement right mm -hmm. it we bring something to that right. yeah i think that's actually one of like what's for me what's underscoring it or underpinning it is that it's jesus even in, in those brief moments the woman touched his cloak he established a relationship of trust and faith and acceptance and so i think they don't accept him personally mm -hmm. and so it kind of Again, kind of gets to our own idea that that's what we have to accept Jesus personally mm -hmm. and be in relationship with him. And then the extraordinary things happen. So do you think, and I've been asked this before too, do you think Jesus can heal someone who isn't asking to be healed? Oh, yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, we've, this is, we're saying that we bring faith to the encounter, right? Like this. Okay. In this exchange, there's something right. we're supposed to be doing. Hmm. But no. <laughs> Sorry to no. upset the apple cart. No, no, I, I, that's what I live for. I just, apple carts being upset. Go. I just think that I could intercede for you. Oh. And so because of my personal faith in Jesus, much like Jairus, like his daughter didn't really ask to be healed. That's right. But Jairus did ask on his daughter's behalf in humility and mm -hmm. you know, with great reverence. And so it worked. Yeah, and so I think that's that, that's another pattern we've seen in the last couple of weeks that um, you know it does it makes it is most critical. I think it works most effectively and powerfully across all the parts of our lives when we have a personal relationship with Jesus. But your personal relationship with Jesus can also affect me. Yeah, yeah, I like that, and I I agree with you. By the way, that God can heal even when we don't uh, ask for it or don't kind of step up to the you know, to the altar call kind of thing. Mm -hmm. 
even if we're not asking. Okay, so so if that's true, right? So so you could have faith so that you could be healed. Someone mm -hmm. else could pray, ask for you. Mm -hmm. So that means at this moment, no one has faith personally, and no one has faith in the story. In the story, yes, in the story, no one has faith personally, and no one wants to have faith. It doesn't have faith for other people too, in that sense. Does that yeah. make sense? Yeah, that, he yeah. says right. Yeah. He says he was amazed at their their lack, lack of faith. Of faith. Yeah. So right. that's even like personal and for I guess general. I think nobody. It makes me think of though Paul, who not only was not he did not have faith in Jesus, he was actually fighting against Jesus, the Jesus movement. Mm -hmm. Right, he was persecuting Christians, like literally hunting them down to kill them. Mm -hmm. And Jesus intervened. Of course, he didn't, he wasn't healing him physically, but he certainly did change him. Right? Oh, absolutely. I think in a way he did heal him. Uh, yeah. Oh. You know what? I think you're right. I think that's him, true. Yeah. He healed him from his uh, bad thinking. He healed him. He, I, I love that story just because um, it just demonstrates how grace works on nature. That, Paul, after he, after his period of blindness and being, you know, healed of that, uh, he still was more very very intelligent. He still was very enthusiastic. He mm -hmm. was, uh, you know, completely energized. But now for Jesus, mm -hmm. and that's the difference, and, and that's the healing. And yeah. So, so instead of trying to destroy Christianity, that's. He uses all his intelligence, the arguments. All the gifts, that, right? All the gifts. All the original gifts. Right, that he had to now to do something for God. Mm, that's that's very cool. Yeah. I love that. That's amazing to me. All the time. It's, I, do, I wonder how it must have felt to Jesus in that moment where he comes back to his hometown. He's surrounded by his friends and family. He's literally been healing people, right? He's yeah. been doing he actual miracles. He's done some great work. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's the reception he gets. I wonder how it felt. I think we, so disclosure, we all work for the church yep. and, you know, ordain two ministers and we all have that. We can probably look back at our lives and feel exactly how Jesus feels. Right. Yeah. So I know like myself going to, um, any family party or any there's always someone like, hey, I heard this about the church. Oh, Explain yeah. yourself, you know, hard, yeah. or or what's going, especially with the recent pandemic of like, hey, how's it, you know, what do you think about this? So I definitely, I mean, I'm not claiming that I do great work miracle-wise <laughs> <laughs> when I'm not around my tech, family. Tech miracles. <laughs> but to definitely like be, I don't know, like questioning, like, oh, mm. you know, you're Luciano's son, you didn't go to school for photography and now you're doing this. Yeah. And, oh, okay. Um, you know, I remember when you were in a high school and you were a jerk, <laughs> like all of these that things that I could that. totally relate to Jesus in this moment. <laughs> Cause you kind of, I can, I go home and I'm like, mm, okay, you know, like I'm hope to change and you know, there is forgiveness. Right. And, doing the best I can. <laughs> right. This, I am evidence of Jesus's forgiving miracle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so, Oh, actually this leads to another Great question, I think. Okay. Have you ever tried to share your faith with a family member? Like a like one of your brothers and sisters? Have you ever have they ever heard your faith story or or 
witnessed something you've put online or you have those conversations with your, let's say siblings or cousins. Hmm? <laughs> yes and no. Um, I think more recently now, I think being here at this parish and being more welcoming to a younger generation, which is our mission and, and goal is yes, I, I, I feel that I'm empowered to invite them, but also which we do with like Facebook and, and, and do a more of a media thing. But then we go to a part and then I go to parties and I'm like, that kind of face them and <laughs> right. it's not a bad thing, but um, keeps yeah, you honest. it keeps me honest and people, and I'm, I'm always a, you know, open book. If people ask me, I'm, I'm not going to share first in that sense out of the blue, but um, yeah, I think so. I think because people are like, I have questions or I have issues with the church. I'm going to talk to Stephen about because he right. works there. Right. Um, and, and, and also more friends than family really. Um, I, I have, think it's harder with family than with friends. I do. Yeah. Have you had that experience? Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> do tell. <laughs> yeah, I have uh, family members who have, have made decisions to not be in the church. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, when I do come close, uh, you know, oh, no, here he comes. Oh. <laughs> so. Suppose you want to bless me. Yeah. <laughs> but on the other hand, on, on a positive note, though, I have um, uh, my my younger brother Jim who we've had we I, we play golf together frequently and um you know on the on the fairways as we're walking down to our ball we sometimes will have a you know a moment about faith and mm -hmm. over the years he's been very involved he was very involved in his parish way back in in the, in the real difficult times mm -hmm. uh when they started doing the um reconfigurations and mm -hmm. all that and so um we talked a lot in those times too mm -hmm. um, and it's two things right like there's the whole you represent the church to the world, right? And then there's also your own personal faith, mm -hmm. right? Right. Are those two different conversations for you often, or? Um, I, I don't think so. Mm. I'm not sure. I, I think that you know what you see is what you get, and so uh, when it's so interesting when I'm with my friends and uh, and sometimes with family too. I, I, I'm. You know, a couple of flashing back on some experiences with my recently when I got assigned here and uh, what, what how that all happened and mm -hmm. but also too with my friends and talking about you know where the church is and where they are and you know um, how do you kind of straddle you know this is you know, this is what I obviously deeply believe and understand and yet can understand where they're coming from too yeah uh, and oh, so that's hard to try to try to bridge that separation or bridge the difference, I mm -hmm. guess is a better word way to say it. So I think that's, um, that's always a challenge. Yeah. I, I, um, realized a couple of years ago that I had never, I mean, I tell my faith story to large groups of people. I've done lots of mm -hmm. speaking over the years and, you know, young people and adults. And I, I have a faith story to tell, but I realized a couple of years ago that I had never told it to my brothers and sisters and oh that just the thought I, I actually prayed that God would give me opportunities to tell my story to my family and I I want to say for the record my family and I are all very close we're all we all get along great we all know each other's lives but it it, it was like 
how am I supposed to tell them? Yeah. They don't even know my story, really, even though they were kind of living parallel with me at the time when my sort of biggest conversion moment happened, or my first. Uh, but the prayer to have opportunities to tell my siblings was this probably one of the scariest prayers oh. I've done. Because that's, that's scary to me to, for this reason, really, yeah. you know? Yeah, I think so, too. I think it was um, my parents didn't really hear my witness story until they came to an event when I was in Weston. And I think that was like five years into ministry. Yeah. Um, professionally. So they just never knew, you yeah. know, and, and it's not, again, we're, we're close and it's not like they never asked or well, actually, they didn't never, stand up and heckle you. No, no, they didn't. But <laughs> yeah, it's just interesting. And I think, but back to your previous question of like, if people asking you about the church or yeah. your personal uh, prayer life or faith life, I, I mostly get asked questions about the church mm -hmm. and then I give an answer about my personal prayer life mm. um, where I'm not here to educate about the church. You mm -hmm. know, I'm here to, to witness my faith, my experiences to others. So mm -hmm. hopefully that they feel open to have experiences themselves. So um, with the recent conversations with like the bishops and, and communion with uh, President Biden and, you know, so there we, we were just at a bar talking about that and, um, I just shared my thoughts and my faith more than giving an answer to their question. Representing the bishops of the... Yeah, or even the church as a whole of just being like, you know, receiving communion to me is important. Mm -hmm. And so I want to do the best that I can to be able to receive the communion in a, in a holy um, way, but knowing that I'm human. and Sometimes mm -hmm. there's, I need it more than others and mm -hmm. times, not others, but... Yeah, so it's just I always try to push it to what I what I'm an expert at, which is me. <laughs> right, right. right. So. I would love to hear from our viewers if you've ever had a chance or thought about even sharing your faith story with your your closest people, your siblings, your cousins, yeah. and what that if if you did that, we would love to hear about that and how that went. Uh, or if you haven't, why you haven't? What it is that keeps you from telling that story to the people uh, who are closest to you. Yeah. And uh, and honestly, any question that we we'd ask each other here mm -hmm. is also directed to our viewers. So please feel free to join answer. the conversation. Yeah, join the conversation. Love we would to love to hear. Do you do you I thought I saw a thought. I did. Come across your flash through my face. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just think that um it's for me it's just a, a, a extraordinary moment of vulnerability. Yes. Um, because you're you know, you are the professional Catholic, and, right. and yet you do also have a very <laughs> what we call personal, ourselves. <laughs> yeah. a very have a perfect, you know, a very personal relationship with Jesus, and yeah. it's, uh, you know, it's, it's, and I'd say that, um, from my experience anyway, that it it, it wasn't a, 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 you know, an ironclad of moments. It was a, it's been over a series of moments over the course mm. of my life that I think, like any other good relationship, it gets deeper and better over time, you know, if you yeah. work at it. And so, uh, you know, more trusting, more loving, more, mm -hmm. uh, and, and I think that at a certain time that if you're not, um, if you're not disposed to hearing about it, you hear someone talk about, you know, faith in Jesus, uh, that, that is, I, I, I hope it's a little bit, <laughs> a little bit, you know, deep. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Without bragging. Um, 
right personal it's, it's all, yeah, yeah. this is it's, it's deeply personal to someone who's never heard it mm. um, and someone who's close to you and never sees you that way right then i could see that like, totally how, startling yeah just absolutely right yeah. I, I when i was in college i was a theology major and i remember we'd go to go out dancing and you know, someone would ask me to dance, and they'd be like, "What's your major?" And I'd say, "Oh, you know, religious studies." And they'd be like, "Oh, cool." So, is it okay if I swear around you? <laughs> yeah, Did they were like, Just like a door shuts <laughs> when they know that about you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, should I leave room for the Holy Spirit? In right. Case? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Do you have a ruler? Yeah. I do want to say, my mm. sister came on alpha That's with us right. which right. was like so scary to me in person too this was before the no COVID. it was online oh, it was online it was online yeah online. alpha you can find out about uh on right here on our <laughs> website org slash alpha it's our sort of introductory mm-hmm. it's like a 10-week series of conversations around really like the core chorist chorist um topics of christianity starting with the sort of the big questions and my, my sister nancy came for alpha yeah. and it was so cool to have her there but also really very vulnerable because really even just <laughs> even just um not only have i not spoken given them my like witness story but also um just being a personality in front of a group they don't get to see very often still a bunch of my friends came for alpha and while they came in person, and while I was at the head of the, <laughs> up in front of the group and making jokes, and I, in my head, was thinking, I know that they're thinking, who uh, does she think she is? <laughs> <laughs> yes. And they didn't. They were lovely about it. But I was, it did make me, you know, insecure, just having them in my setting, like having those right. worlds collide. It's a whole yeah. different thing. Your sister was at mass a couple of weeks right. ago. Yes, that's right. And I asked you, do you get nervous preaching in front of your family members? I do. Uh, I do. <laughs> I, um, I, I, you know, because I will, I admittedly, um, um, you know, I, I'll highlight a moment in our family sometimes yeah. during mass. If they're there, you know, mm. you, know that, you know, they might, that, that's not exactly the way it happened. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Like, well, Yes, it did, but from this angle. Right, <laughs> so, right. That's right. Um, although I'll just, just say this too about my brother again, that um, I think about like faith and about growing up, uh, you know, I, I know I've said this uh, at, at homilies. I think he may have actually heard me say this too, that there was a point at which I didn't trust him with one of my T-shirts. You know, and now he's <laughs> you know, not going to give you, bear your soul to him, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's fair but, too. But now, you know, obviously life is different. He has a wife and he's a grandfather he has a wife and two uh, he's lived a little yeah he certainly has grandchildren he has a business he's very successful and uh, so i mean it's just it's just so different mm. you know, to talk about it you know, so. because we do change yeah. over our lifetime yeah. the the we things we do in life do add to our story and they add to our faith story yeah. um and sometimes you just can't go home again it's a tough well i think people just right they can they they remember you the way you were when you left, right? I mean, yes. And even, and I'm sure. Well, I've, I've, as I go home sometimes, and people say, "Oh my gosh, you haven't changed a bit." Well, I have gray hair, I have glasses. <laughs> changed significantly. <laughs> I remember very soon after you got here, someone came to Mass who knew you from the old neighborhood. Oh, I don't, yeah. It was a woman, and she. I remember oh, yes, we yeah. didn't know each other very well at the time, and she said to me. 
is that Bobby Murray? And I said, I don't know. I don't really know how to answer that question because to me, he is not Bobby mm. Murray. No. But she was, she knew he was Bobby Murray. Yeah. So. Yeah. I do, so I do funny. think that, um, you know, as we, as, as humans, if we if we get connected to the spiritual level and, and God, there's also has to be a, like multiple confirmations to know that this is real and what we're feeling is real. So we're not ready. I'm not, I was not ready when I was younger to share it with other people. Cause I oh. wasn't so con- confirmed with oh, it, you know, sure. and, well, yeah. and that, so I think that for those who are on just the beginning of it, like you do have to explore a little bit more mm-hmm. before you can kind of go and compl- proclaim to people that will hold you accountable, right. which is mostly family. Right. Right. Um, so I think there's, there's a, that element too of just, and that sometimes takes years. Yeah. yeah that's a great actually point. the statement of that, the young woman who came into the church uh, that as far as being conf- confirming her understanding when she uh, was saying, listening to all of us on the zoom call sometimes mm-hmm. saying, Oh my gosh, I have thought that I have believed that yeah. you know, I, I know that this has to be the truth, right? Because I don't know any of you and yet you all believe what I, what I've been thinking about yeah. without telling me. So without, cool. Yeah. So cool. Yeah. Uh, I do want to point out a lo- very cool little trivia thing from the text, you know, uh, the part where they say, uh, they call him a carpenter. Isn't he not the carpenter, the son of Mary? Mm-hmm. It's actually a pretty good slam, actually. The word they're using there, I think in the Greek, is tecton. Yes. Right? And a tecton is sort of a loose name for... Are you, are you lost? No, I'm, it just sounds... Trust me, it's in like there. A transformer. <laughs> oh, yes, it does. A tecton is like a craftsperson. Oh, Sometimes okay. it's like a mason, but obviously we sort of say carpenter that's our understanding of what jesus did what joseph taught him that's the trade he was sort of raised in so um so this is like uh he's like a woodworker you know like who is this carpenter trying to do miracles right but he also they also say the son of mary they call him the son of mary and in that time you would have been known by your father's family so okay. it would have been um simon bar jonah for instance some you know simon son of jonah and so um they're kind of they're slamming him there they're actually kind of hinting at the idea that jesus was an illegitimate child oh by, by oh. mentioning mary mary yeah oh no, it's not because joe was dead well at this point n- n- probably not it's okay. sort of a, it's more of a an insult yeah yeah it's meant to be a Diminutive. I love so it. the so the trade, and also right. He's just a simple uh, man, carpenter. Double whammy for Jesus. Then. Right. Tough crowd. Although, again, you know, for like scriptural antecedents are filled with these opportunities. So Moses, who was a murderer on the run, was chosen by God to um, oh, shepherd yeah. the people out of Egypt. There's Abram, who's ninety years old. His mm-hmm. wife is ninety-one or something. Has a baby. There's mm-hmm. uh, David, who's a you know, the last of the sons of, uh, oops, I, I, oh, this pop quiz, pop quiz, yep, pop sorry. quiz viewer. Do you know? <laughs> and so is, you know, I, all these unlikely people that God oh. chooses that, that don't fit into the 
norms, this, right? The, well, the social idea, norms. Well, this idea that you, a leader is someone who's obviously well educated, has uh, t- got a lot of training, has gone to a good college. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Right, right, right. Oh, I Come, love comes this. Comes from a good family. <laughs> yeah, I love this. And this is a kind of a cool secret um, thing that happens often in the Gospel of Mark, right? All oh, the people absolutely. who should recognize Jesus as who he is don't. Even his disciples, right? Even right. his family don't see him for who he really is. And all the people in the Gospel of Mark who do recognize Jesus are the wrong people. They're all like the demon people the people who are afflicted with demons the people who um they're they're the least holy people right. recognize jesus's power long before the people who are supposed to or even jairus who uh, from last week who would have thought um would be disagree with jesus completely as far as right. his theology and what he's been saying yeah and yet i'm going he gets it he's <laughs> he gives it a shot yeah it's very cool. I, the, the Jesus in this story is very relatable to me yeah. because he's just trying to be who he is. <laughs> he's just trying to do what he does. Right. And he's running into um, pushback from the people that he loves. It's I love that this is maybe a big, <laughs> I don't know, umbrella-ish kind of too grand statement. But I, I love how human Jesus is. Even... It's one thing that Jesus died like we die so that he could relate to us. But also these small indignities, also these very human things that happen in life, Jesus went through too. So I just, I'd like, I really like having a Messiah that's relatable. Yes, that was the whole point. <laughs> right? <laughs> uh, okay. Where are we at? We- what happens now? So uh, we are, uh, we're about 40 minutes in. Oh, okay. So we're Beautiful. Second half of the show. Okay. Yeah. So, so far, we're really asking for your thoughts and your feelings about um, your experience sharing your faith with all the right people who should be able to see the growth in you or uh, whether that has gone, has been difficult or whether it's been easy, how it went. We'd love to hear your stories. We'd also love to know your thoughts about this sort of humanity of Jesus. Do you look at Jesus through a very human lens? Or is it easier for you, viewer, to look at Jesus as a divine person with sort of human attributes? I won't spoil that. (laughs) That's something we can kind of talk about over and over, I think, through our time, sort of people's Christologies. Um, But we'd just love to know who Jesus, how Jesus presents best to you, how you relate best to this human and divine person of Jesus. Mm-hmm. And any questions that you have about the text too, we'd love to hear. Did you have another thought? I thought I saw another thought. Well, I mean, yes, I have lots of thoughts <laughs> flying through, but <laughs> the, uh, the final person who doesn't know Jesus, uh, but knows Jesus is the Roman centurion who says, truly this man is the son of God. At the end of the gospel, right. right? The one who actually he actually murdered him, <laughs> and then he said, "Truly, this was the son yeah. of God," or helped mm-hmm. to murder him. Yeah. And then uh, the other the other point I think in the gospel is just that even I think this goes all the way back to the beginning of the, the kind of our talk, but uh, he's not able to perform many miracles, right? But he still did them, and so. But they were like unimpressive miracles. 
apparently. Well, <laughs> to Mark and his group. All he did was just save some people and cure some people. Like, how's that impressive? Right. I mean, for the people who were, were cured, I'm sure it was impressive. Right? <laughs> exactly. And that also means that they had faith. That's right. Right? It's right. Still, it's there. Yeah. Right. So it's like, really, who are we trying to impress? You know, do we do we put all our energy to people who might, from the get-go, not see oh. the good, you know, oh. or the change in us? Or so do we put energy towards them, or do we just continue to do our great work? Do what we do. Right. Right. Where people accept us and love us. And that's kind of like the whole choosing your own family, you mm. know, if your family is not supportive out, out there, to find your own family. So. That's definitely big with me and my my friends. We love, we have great families, thank God, but we also have a really close net, net of friends who are family to us. Mm. So I think it's it's showing that because it seems like he's getting a little bit of frustrated. He's yeah. amazed at the lack of faith. Yeah. What the heck? Yeah, I that's making me think back to about how long it can take a person to be able to tell their story, mm. and. It does matter how you live in front of your friends and your family. They, there's, there's certainly the telling of your faith by how you treat them or how you react in particular situations, how you handle your frustration, um, whether they see you praying or going to mass, whether they notice a difference in you after you've been to church or after you've been looking at scripture, whether that leaves a noticeable mark on you. Your friends will notice that maybe long before you're able to talk about it. And that's witness too, right? Mm -hmm. Do what you do. So part of our the beta program is a lot has which you again you can find on our website mqa.org slash beta B E T A. Uses you include a lot of quotes and images too, which I find as a visual person, I love it. Oh, is there a quote, Margo, from your know. research that you would like to share? Yeah, this one's from the Association of Catholic Priests, which is an Irish group of priests. Uh, that a lot of great stuff there, uh, and these are all sourced on the beta lesson, so you can click through to read more. You can seriously nerd out if you want to with the links that are in the beta lesson uh there's also a whole list of background information that you, so you can really dig in hard but uh i love this quote from the association of catholic priests they said it was jesus's very ordinariness that made it difficult for the people of nazareth to see him as he really was in all his mystery god was powerfully present to them in and through someone who was as ordinary in many respects as they themselves God continues to come to us today in and through the ordinary, in and through those who are most familiar to us. That's cool. It is cool. Yep. Hmm. I like it. Through the ordinary. Well, that's the, that's the, goes back to the quote of like, God calls the, he equips the weak. What do you Wait. call? Wait, <laughs> he call, he doesn't call the equipped he equips the called. Yes. Right? Yeah. And there's, is this the only, um, is this the part of the Bible that says like the prophet is never welcomed at home? Yeah. Is this the story? This is it. Okay. Yep. That's also mentioned, by the way, in the Gospel of Thomas. 
which is uh that's not one of the four that is not one of the four <laughs> it's one that was just discovered in 1945 mm -hmm. uh really really interesting another very cool wormhole to dive down um discovered in egypt and it's they guess it was written somewhere between 60 and 250 a.d or ce after jesus and uh, in the Gospel of Thomas, it says, Jesus said, no prophet is welcome on his home turf. Doctors don't cure those who know them. So hmm. the Gospel of Thomas is not one of the, it's not in the canon. It's not in our Bible. Certainly came along much later than, uh, at least discovered much later, too late, but also not added to canon because for whatever reason, this, you, there are links in the beta lessons you can you can wormhole that but gives a little bit of evidence that this is saying that jesus is or a situation that jesus is known to have had mm -hmm. gives a little historical credence to the fact that this situation happened or that he at least said these things so there you go that's great Thanks. Uh, is there? Do we um, want to dive into another quote or an image? What do you think? Is there an image or quote that sticks out to us? Well, does one stick out to you? The well, the first image is from. Yeah, we like the first image is. It's just you know what. It's, <laughs> the first image is from a website called Drive Through Gospel, and it's a series of videos of a pretty dramatic guy driving through the holy land and telling stories from scripture in the actual place oh that they, that they happen so that's pretty Ooh. cool yeah and the second one is not from anything helpful but i just thought it was funny because it's so relatable it says uh, why your old friends don't want to see you over the holidays <laughs> that's, and it really is it's not a religious source it's just a like yep this is real mm -hmm. that you know you can't go home again right. These things will have changed yeah i do like the first line of the last quote that you have um as church we too will be rejected by those who are closest to us at times mm. familiarity will sometimes lead to contempt i can relate mm -hmm. yeah for sure yeah. it's yeah. kind of it's kind of like the those that love you will hurt you more. <laughs> yes. You always hurt. That's Spike Jones, right? You always hurt the one you love. Oh, Is that a song? Am I the oldest person here? Are you a Spike Jones fan from I'm, the 40s, 50s? I'm not a Spike Jones fan, but I, I know that quote. Okay. <laughs> All right. There's another thing to Google if you really want to make fun of me for my, my cultural <laughs> references. Uh, anyway, uh, we have... A little bit of video, right, from Father Murray. Yes, yeah. So Father Murray will um, will not always be here uh, in studio to uh, share his view, but he always will be recording a, his homily, and so uh, and on locations too. So as we are, um, as we show this, if you have any prayer intentions, you can uh, send during the video. We will be live. Um, we'll be online and be able to give a prayer for that um, at that at this time so yeah. um, I'm gonna hit play all right and uh, we'll go there so again prayer intentions send them along. we'll pray with you at the end of the show uh, now and on Sunday as well I'm actually standing in a field uh, close to a, an area where I grew up in Lowell Massachusetts I'm actually in Dracut 
it's a place with lots of farms and it actually reminds me a little bit about uh, Jesus and the Gospels about his uh, very farm community that he grew up within <coughs> and uh, understood and, and, and used for so many times as a backdrop for his teaching using parables about uh, livestock or using parables about sheep and cattle uh, <coughs> using uh, barns and all kinds of different things in order to help to help us to understand how much God loves us and uh, what God's creative life creative love is all about the truth is that however is that sometimes just like ourselves he wasn't always accepted for what he said he was sometimes he wasn't accepted because of uh, the the message that he had other times he wasn't accepted because of what he did on the day he did it on the Sabbath and in this week's gospel Jesus is rejected because people know him too well there he's too familiar with them and uh, that I think is a, a still a universal problem uh, sometimes people look at us and say oh look at the big shot now the big guy who went away to college and now he's uh, you know the big big banker or he's a big executive and uh, who are you to come here and tell us how to do things and <clears throat> it's a little bit like that and I think that Jesus reminds us this day that in uh, this Sunday that <clears throat> it's difficult sometimes to give witness to to our friends whether we're, whether we're just giving them advice about life or certainly whether we're asking them about uh, uh, whether we're asking them or telling them a little bit about who are who we are as Christians this week on MQOA, we're, we're talking a little bit about what it's, what it's like to tell your brothers and sisters, your, your family, your mother and father, or your brothers and sisters, about what it means to you to believe in Jesus Christ, to give witness as, as a disciple. It was hard for Jesus to do that in his own hometown, so we can be sure then that if we're followers of Jesus, it's going to be hard for us to do that also with any success. The problem is not so much with Jesus, of course, or with his message. The problem is with the people not being open to the possibility that uh, Jesus, uh, the son of Mary, uh, the carpenter's son, uh, could come, become something different. And that's the invitation for all of us, too, as Christians, that we can become something different. God calls us to be disciples, to be followers of his son, Jesus, and to say, instead of doing the maybe something corporate or instead of which is good instead of doing something in another field uh, I'm going to pursue life in ministry or we might also say instead of uh, becoming a person who simply is involved in trying to get as much as I can from wherever I can get it I think I'm going to be a person who tries to share his life and share share God's love to the whole world and so in making those decisions, we have to face the fact, the truth that there'll be some people who reject us because of it. When we look at the other two readings in, in this Sunday scriptures, uh, the, the same is true for them too, for both Ezekiel and for Paul. They weren't always accepted for their message and sometimes uh, it was a difficult uh, reality to have to face. But they trusted in God and they continue to be uh, people who proclaim the message and look what happened. Ezekiel has a book named after him in the Bible. St. Paul has a host of letters uh, in the Bible that are attributed to him and of course Jesus whose life, death, and resurrection was given for each one of us. So as we continue this week together I hope that uh, we might ask God for the grace each one of us to be able to uh, give witness to our faith 
to those around us, starting with our families if it's possible, recognizing that it won't be easy, but all things are possible with God. And God bless you this week. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Amen. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we give you thanks for all the good things that you give to us, our lives, our faith, our desire to witness uh, faith in your Son, Jesus, to all those who have joined us this day. We ask your blessings upon all who have joined us from near and far through using the internet. We ask that you continue to watch over all the work that we do here. We ask that you bless Margo and Steve and their, uh, their um, ministerial efforts and all of their ministerial programs. We ask that you open the hearts and minds of all who are listening, and we ask make all of our prayer through Christ our Lord. Amen. 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 Well done. You are good at that. Uh, before we go, yes. I do want to invite anyone who has joined us today to keep coming back every Sunday, 10 o'clock. But also, you're always welcome to join us at Mass in person on Sundays. You mm -hmm. can see our uh, our Mass schedule on our website. We also mentioned Alpha, which is uh, that small group series that will be kicking off in the fall, September, I believe, right? Yes, yeah. We have two tracks. We have a family one for those who are um, have middle school and high school teens, and then we have an adult one. Yeah. We might even have like a whole three days of Alpha if it works out, Monday, uh, Tuesday, oh, Wednesday. Right. Yeah. This would be a very Alpha week. How exciting. Yes, right. See. <laughs> speak Spanish, We all people. just say see. <laughs> <laughs> but, but engage with us. Be part of this parish from wherever you're at. Join us however you can. Reach out to us. We're always mm -hmm. happy to hear from you by email. Give us a call. Uh, grab us, not physically, but just yeah. take us aside on a Sunday. Uh, make an appointment. We'll meet you for coffee. Whatever we can do. Prayers, you need prayers, let us know. Thanks so much Thanks. for being here yeah, with thank us. Thank you very much. We'll Looking see you next week. This. See you next week. <laughs>